Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting once again in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge in the heart of the Clempire with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man. What's happening with hey, you? Hey, hey. Oh, uh, here, uh, glad to be back in the Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge here. We had a week off last week. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, uh, it was cold too, so I probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Right? Yeah, we had that hard freeze last yeah, week. Yeah, hard freeze. Now, uh, right <coughs> as the hard freeze was about to come on, I uh, I get a text from Entergy, you know, our electric company here. Yeah, uh, electric good people. utility. Oh yeah, yeah, good guys. Yeah. Uh, so so I get this text, and it says uh, uh, during the the the. The inclement weather that's headed our way, uh, you may lose gas service, uh, oh. and, and pot. You may possibly lose gas service, so we'll we'll uh, keep you uh, updated if that happens. I'm thinking, wait, uh, so we're gonna have a hard freeze, and you're gonna you, you're saying that there's a possibility we're not gonna have any heat, <laughs> and and you yeah. think that sending a text will indemnify you, <laughs> you're <laughs> you're off the hook. And well, we told you you might, you might have no gas service. I was like, yeah. what, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, I don't remember getting a text like that. No. My wife maybe got yeah, a text yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, they're just covering their asses. Uh, right. But, I mean, how, yeah. I was thinking, how, how, how does that cover your ass if you're uh, you know. Um, but yeah, we we were having the heater go on twenty four seven. Sure, it was going on, man. It was cold. I liked it though. I didn't mind it, to be honest with you. Yeah, it didn't have any uh, any pipe freezing issues. No, kept the water no, dripping. kept the trickle. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It was funny though, because <clears throat> last year when we had that hard freeze, I forget when it was. Um, my wife. Did, did all the precautions. She put the bubble wrap around, because we live in a raised shotgun. Right. She put the bubble wrap around the house uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh, skirted it. Uh-huh. And all that kind of stuff, and staple gunned it and duct taped it down. And then and she kept all that bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. And then this year, when this one comes around, I go, are you going to do it? She goes, nah. <laughs> she's, like, I don't do she's over it. <laughs> she's like, I don't do it. She just so basically she spent the whole freeze popping the bubble wrap. Oh, okay. She just popped it. Yeah. That is that could be say, fun. You know, because you know she didn't want to go outside. You know, <laughs> so she just popped the bubble wrap. And, you know, it killed some. Just time. roll around on it. Yeah, you right. know, just that, that okay. kind of stuff. So yeah, it was uh, crazy going nuts that freeze as always, and um, and, but you know. Um, it gives a chance for the people to uh, bring out their winter clothes for a week, I guess. Right. But I have a feeling they're going to have another one for some reason. I just have this gut feeling that it's going to get colder again. I mean, like really cold again. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, we certainly have plenty of time in the season for it to uh, to, to have another another cold snap there. Yeah. Well, it was funny too because I had to go to work during that freeze, and mm-hmm. I had to, you know I had to leave the house around seven a.m. and <clears throat> I forgot to do what a buddy of mine in New Jersey tells me to do when you have these freezes. You've got to put your wipers up. Don't, right, yeah. right, so they don't get frozen yeah. to the, uh, the to, windshield. Yeah, and I forgot to do that. And so I had to pour water on them and stuff. And I, uh-huh. to, I actually had to scrape a little bit of my windshield. It was so funny. I thought I was scratching my windshield, but it didn't It was just happen. the ice, yeah, yeah. But so the next day, when it was going to be even colder, mm-hmm. I got home and I put my wipers up. And then I get out the next morning, 
And all my neighbors on the whole block have their wipers. Oh, okay. So they followed my lead. They were like, oh, Manny must know something. Monkey see, monkey do. So it was like they all had their wipers up, and uh, so it was all fun. Oh, good. You're performing a uh, civil... Yeah, uh, I did a friendly service, you know. uh, Even though all those people never went to work that day, but I had to. Okay. But anyway, what else is happening with you? Well, so actually during that that, uh, real cold thing, I I went to see uh, Elvis Costello and... Charlie Sexton oh. at uh, the Orpheum Theater. There, that was. Uh, they were together. Well, yeah, Charlie's playing in Elvis's band now. So it's the Imposters. It's the original keyboard player, original drummer from the Attractions, and uh, uh, different bass player, obviously. But uh, but Charlie's playing. Well, wasn't Elvis the guitar. bass player? Well, no, no, Elvis plays guitar. Oh, and did he play bass no, early on in his no, career? No, I don't think so. He oh, was, he was always a guitar did. player. But, yeah, uh, he's a good guy. Elvis. And he played a lot of guitar too. I mean, uh, obviously Charlie's a fantastic guitar player, but Elvis, the the band was terrific. It's uh, like real loose, you know. Five guys, uh, uh, you know. Obviously Elvis is not uptight about what goes on. He's he's like I can, I can see he must be thinking I got great material, I got great musicians, we got great songs to play. Let's just go have fun, you know. And and uh, yeah, well. I, uh, Will Sexton, his Charlie's brother, was was in town the very next day. Who former oh. podcast guest and his wife, another former podcast guest, Amy Levere. They spent a couple of days here. And Amy Levere. Amy Levere. Yeah, she was she was uh, did a remote podcast with us uh, oh. during lockdown. Oh. But uh, they were both here. They're coming off of the uh, the uh, A30 or 30A Songwriters oh, Festival, yeah. whatever that is, goes on in Florida. <laughs> But uh, he was, he, they hadn't seen the show, but he was asking me about it. I was telling him, oh, I was great. And he said, man, ha- Charlie is so happy right now playing in this band because he's having a ball. It's like, well, good, good. And Charlie refuses to be on our show. Right? Well, um, no, I, I think we might work on Charlie. Uh, we were trying to, Charlie at one time well, was trying to. I'd rather get Elvis on this show than him. <laughs> yeah, well, Elvis was coming. He was, he was in and out of town. They, they, they weren't even here the next day. They, they split or else I would have tried to. Uh, get charlie while he was in town but that was a, a very brief uh, visit for him but uh what well, some sad news uh, i don't know if you knew this fella he's a, he's a beloved figure in new orleans music uh uh you know a world uh murphy hines from the from the rock and bowl he was a uh, uh, oh, that, that Down uh, syndrome. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people call him Fluffy because yeah, when he said Fluffy. his name, it sounded like Fluffy, but his yeah. real name was Murphy. And, and uh, Murphy uh, sadly passed away last week. And, uh, and you know, he'd, I guess, been struggling with some, some health issues. That kid freaked me out, man. I'm telling you, that guy freaked me out every well, time I used to go to the Rock and Bowl. He used to be very angry towards me. Yeah, yeah. Something, <laughs> he had those a down guys, Those down guys are always kind of, they could snap. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they can snap just like that, and that's right. what that kid used to do. Uh huh. Well, you know, John Blanchard was saying about uh, uh, about Murphy that he had kind of a sixth sense, and that he would spot people that uh, and keep an eye on them that he thought might be trouble down the down the road. <laughs> so maybe he he thought you had some some potential. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, well, in fact, uh, uh, Dave Clemens, who runs this joint. He said he went to the funeral of Fluffy. Okay, right. And he that said was it was very weekend. depressing because hmm. there was him, 
his brother, and only one other musician showed up for this funeral. Really? Nobody showed up. Oh, man. I thought it would be packed. No, he said nobody showed up. Oh, you didn't show up. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to, but you I, was, didn't uh, show I, was, up. I got caught in the middle of I something. I don't know him. Oh, okay. So. But, uh, yeah, he said nobody showed up. Oh, that's a shame. Because you know, they were probably freaked out about the guy. No, no, you know? no. Like I said, he's he's, he's a beloved character. Uh, now his mother, and in, in, I saw read a little article, and his mother was saying that uh, you know he loved rock and bull, he loved working there, and that when she would take him out places around the city, that everybody would come up to him and go, "Hey, you're the guy from Rock and Bull, right?" <laughs> and she'd go, "Yes, he is." And he was so happy to have that happen, and you know he was a celebrity and uh, of sorts uh, around the city, so. Shout out to... Uh, rest in peace. To, yeah, rest in peace, Murphy Hines. Um, what else is going on? Oh, so uh, last night I played uh, the Offbeat Awards. They had that over at Tipitina's. Oh. Uh, we did not win in either category that uh, we were Loose Cattle was nominated for, but uh, Lucinda Williams did win in one of the categories we were nominated for, and she played at uh, Chicky Wawa last night. Yeah. I was able to go over there after the Offbeat Awards and see her whole show and uh, uh, Michael Cerverus and Kim K uh, presented her with her Offbeat Awards there at the end of her show and man, what a terrific... Uh, Why wasn't she at the awards show? Well, because she had to play at nine so, you know, she was she was resting up. She wasn't going to go hang around an awards show uh, when she had to, to, had to play at an hour. But, uh, man, what a great band and, and I tell you what, Lucinda... Uh, she just gets more and more Lucinda as as, as time goes on. I don't on. know it's, much about her. I've never really heard any of her music. Uh, so. she's terrific. Great, great. She's a rocker. She's a yeah. She's a rocker, but uh, you know, like uh, real poetic. Um, uh, has has kind of a a very distinctive voice. You know, if you ever once you know her voice, you can hear her sing in any context. You're like, oh, it's Lucinda. What's who's who is this? It's because that's Lucinda singing. But, uh, yeah, great songwriter and, uh, you know, terrific band. And uh, they had uh, both uh, Dave and Cranston Clements were, were both there. Now, I just finished, uh, you know, in the, the ongoing saga of my audio books, uh, while I was waiting for the, the Barbara Streisand audio book to become available, I got the Lucinda audio book, and I, I just finished it today. And in Chapter 4 of her book... She goes on and on about Dave and Cranston Clements. Well, yeah, because they used to live together. Well, the, she, I started reading that, actually. Yeah. I didn't get that far. Yeah, so chapter four, she's, she talks ah. about when she was like 14 years old. She went to Forche here in New Orleans yeah. and lived in this neighborhood, hung out at the, the Clements brother's house at their mom's house like every afternoon well, hung she around. lived above the mom her and her boyfriend for a while lived above the mom's uh, house well that apartment. must have been years later because this is uh yeah. when when she was uh, and the mom a teenager. said that she used to tell dave that there's a lot of fighting going on up there hmm. and dave and cranton said mom it's not fighting it's fucking <laughs> not fighting going on up there uh, but yeah, so awards. Yeah, speaking of awards, the Oscar nominations came out. Uh huh. And again, I'm not nominated. Oh shoot! Damn know. it! You know, but uh, it's funny how these Oscars. You know, it used to be the Jews ran Hollywood, but now the the gays run. They Hollywood. don't still. Oh. No, the gays run Hollywood now because wow. everything, every category has to be di- diversified. You know. <laughs> You know, Inclusionary. Yeah. So um, <laughs> apparently now, if you want to get nominated, 
even if you're making a movie about uh, um, uh, uh, a Nazi prison camp, you've got to have at least one gay person and one black person and one LGBTQI5 person in order to be considered uh, nominated. You know, it, it's yes. such bullshit what Hollywood's become. You know, it was better when the Jews ran it, I thought, you know? So, anyway, I mean, I looked at the nominations and I was like, eh. And now, why do they have 10 films nominated? And so it used to just be five. Right. Well, they're, you know. they're trying to, again, trying to cover all their bases, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Anyway, uh, that's one show I won't watch. Okay. As yeah. No. I grew up in LA, so I didn't give yeah. a fuck about awards. We used to have Oscar parties. Yeah, I know. People have Oscar parties and, and they want to look at the fashion. We make our own ballots. Yeah, you make And oh, you got really? a door prize. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. The, clo- the person who was closest, the closest to winning. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And yeah. what was the prize? Like a book of uh, movie reviews or something, <laughs> you know, like Howard. What was that guy that did all the. Was, uh, 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 Leonard Malton. Yeah, like Leonard something like Malton that. Leonard Malton and uh, Siskel and Ebert and Rona Barrett. Remember Rona Barrett? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was the gossip columnist. Yeah, and she used to do her thing. And uh, Mr. Blackwell would always... Mr. Blackwell, uh, sure. Would always do his <laughs> thing about the Oscars. Remember. The fashion. He was, yeah, a, the, he he was, was a fashion guy, right, right, yes. right. Mr. Blackwell, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so they've been not, uh, announced. And uh, I did actually see a few of the films. Uh, and I guess they're worthy of it. I, uh, you know. What have you seen? I saw the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, okay, I saw that and, too. Um, what about uh, Poor Things? Did you have you I seen that? I have not that? seen that. I yet. saw it last week. I uh, thought it was terrific. I heard oh, yeah? it was great. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It was uh, well. First of all, you know. Uh, Emma Stone, who's a very attractive girl, I, I don't remember ever seeing her like even topless in a movie, oh. and she is like topless through this whole movie, and oh, wow. and she's completely naked through a good bit of it. Now, do you think it's really her? Though? Oh, it's definitely her. You're not a body double. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a body or double. CGI or yeah, AI. No, no, I think it's really her. Really? Yeah. So yeah, did yeah. you ejaculate when you well, were watching? No, 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 no. Wow. no from watching a movie, but uh, well, uh, I've watched many movies and ejaculated. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, you yeah. It was, it was it was more of a, a group, bad news bears. Group seventies. <laughs> oh, okay. Was one huh. I got off on. Nine and a half weeks. Yeah. Jodie Foster, she was in that. No, she was Tatum O'Neill. Was Tatum O'Neill? Ah. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. I stand yeah. corrected. Um, but yeah. So okay, so uh, it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I was, think uh, that was her naked. Very, very creative. The sets were amazing. You know, if it, you for all the movies that you watch and think, God, can can can't somebody come up with an original idea? You know, does it have everything? So this was one of those. I was mm. I was uh, I was thoroughly uh, engaged. And so, that got nominated. Uh, that, I think that's got a lot of nominations. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, speaking of nominations. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with nominations, okay. but uh, uh, I don't know if you read about this, but there was a, uh, in China, they like to have marathons. Hmm. You know, they run a lot of marathons and stuff because it's to get the people going, you know, because they're such under brutal rule that it thinks it's an activity for these Chinese people. I want to distract but, them. Yeah, so apparently this marathon runner, this Chinese marathon runner, was disqualified. He did the whole race but he smoked cigarettes through the whole race. Wow. He smoked cigarettes during the, tw- what is it, 26-mile race? Oh, my Man. God. He didn't win, but <laughs> he smoked cigarettes, so he was disqualified because apparently 
he had tried he had done this before a few years ago and they and then this, this uh, marathon organization decided well no that's not good you can't have people smoking during a marathon are they, are they anti-smoking nowadays in China I have no idea I know at one time the Chinese were very they smoked a this lot. runner though mm-hmm. named Lao Ming Chang okay um, said that the smoking helped him with his energy yeah it gives you a boost right yeah but I mean, smoking a whole pack you know, in 26 know. months. Yeah, it seems like it would catch up with you at some point. <laughs> right. But anyway, they, he was disqualified. But three or four years ago, when he did it the first time, they set up these rules where, you know, you can't smoke. And apparently, they made other rules along with it. You can't smoke. You can't. Oh. Okay. Here, speak of the devil. Our yeah. patron, Dave Clemens, coming in. <laughs> All right. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Loves to touch my hair, don't you? <laughs> He's getting a little handsy. Yeah. He's a little handsy guy. But he he paid for dinner, which was nice. Oh, right on. You know. Anyway, uh they along with no smoking, they came up with some other things hmm. that you can't I don't know what these courses are like, but you're not allowed to run on s- plants or any beautiful green space you've got to stay the course yeah okay you know and then one of them is you were uh, not allowed to defecate while running okay well that's that's a good one i think yeah you know, and uh, uh, apparently a lot of people do so huh. they had to ban that wow uh, china's a different wow. place man yeah yeah well they're going to rule the world you know one day <laughs> the only thing i like about china to tell you the truth is that i think once they take over the world, I think the one cool thing is, is all their last names sound like slang for cock. <laughs> you know? Example. Wang, <laughs> Chang, <laughs> Flang, okay. all that Chin. stuff. Chin. Chin. Oh, you know? Some of them do. You know, but I think it's going to be great when they take definitely all right. be so, more orderly. Something to look forward to. Well, I'm not running any marathon when they take over. Probably I'll the, tell you that. Uh, just public transportation will work really well. Yeah, you got that. Just the only problem the Chinese have, you know, they like to ride their bicycles. Mm. But they, you know, and I noticed because where I work on the big campus here, there's a lot of Chinese uh, exchange students there. And when they ride their bicycles, they ride in tandem side by side mm. and it just takes up so much space on the street right where we here we ride you know one to one single behind. file yeah, yeah single yeah. file yeah because we we understand new orleans drivers and yeah yeah and, uh, share the road but so you know you gotta hit. let these chinese kids know you can't you can't do that <laughs> uh, they'll they'll catch on soon enough hopefully yeah they're good kids yeah you know, they're taking all our knowledge and bringing it back to china and well, then good. they're gonna come and take over right 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 you know so well, uh, should we get our guest in here, man? Sure, why not? Okay, why not? She's been sitting here patiently. We have a, a terrific guest. She was an early guest on the podcast uh, about five years ago, back oh, in, in, uh, wow. in November of 2018. She was on show number 29. Oh, wow. And we're now on show uh, 265, Yay! I think. Yay, congratulations. So thank you, thank you. So she's a, an award-winning uh, singer, guitar player, songwriter, recording artist. She's uh, about to release her 10th studio recording called High Tide. It's coming out April 5th. Uh, we recorded it last year at uh, Dockside Studios. With uh, I played on it along with uh, uh, former 
guests, Doug Belote and Papa Molly producing and playing guitar. Doug Belote, of course, playing drums. And the great Justin Tockett up there at uh, Dockside recording and mixing. Anyway, uh, Lynn's had a, a terrific career. I've been playing with her for a long time. She uh, has a, a background as a, a horse enthusiast, a yeah. barrel racer, <laughs> and uh, a fa- fascinating life. We're going to get into all that, but without further ado, the great Miss Lynn Drury. Welcome, Lynn. Aw, thanks, Renee. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've had, uh, so, you know... What about like, me? You don't want to thank me? I'm here, too. <laughs> thank, thank you, Manny. Thank Manny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manny's keeping it all going here. Yeah. Again, you were a, an early uh, early adopter of the podcast. That's we, right. We appreciate you. You know, you're you're someone who has a lot of courage. You're always up for up for anything. <laughs> up for a challenge. <laughs> up for a challenge. Yeah. Up for something fun. Uh, the unknown. Yeah. You well, mentioned this podcast, and uh, everybody says uh, not everybody, but there are a couple of my friends who said, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's fun. Except that guy. What's that guy? I go, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, "Yeah, I don't. I I just didn't even respond to him. He, I, I mean, you know, it's just like well, I just said, working. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's right. working. It's, it's working. working. You're getting, yeah. you're getting under their skin. Yeah. People are like, that's the whole like, point. Yeah, I, I love the podcast, but that Manny guy. Why do you have on? Because I like Manny. Manny makes it fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to have a, a yeah. A, no, that's just, the element of surprise, yeah, right? You know, you Always got to keep it keep it uh, keep it pithy." Well, uh, so so, Lynn, let's uh, just for for people that don't know all of your backgrounds, go back a little bit and recap. So you're not from New Orleans. You grew up in uh, Yazoo City, Mississippi. I actually oh. grew up in near Picayune. Okay, um, and but we moved there when I was three. So, so Yazoo City or Picayune? From Yazoo. Oh, okay. Uh, I was born in Yazoo, and then when I was three, we moved to Carrier, Mississippi, which oh, okay. is three. You know, it's, it, for all. Intents and purposes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Picayune, yeah. Okay. But uh, it's it just a, now Picayune sounds cool because you know Picayune. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but so does Yazoo City. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Home of the great Jerry Clower. We talked exactly. about this on the f- oh. Willie Morris. Okay. But uh, I, I was I always thought you know if we had never moved I'd I'd be a blues you know be more of a blues artist you know maybe coming from Yazoo. They City. robbed me of my. Blues. Your birthright? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My Delta Blues, uh, but I think I still got a little bit of it. I think I so. I think you got plenty, plenty of the blues in you. <laughs> well, this is true. Um, uh, so, so growing up, uh, you, you, your father was a, a horse trader, trainer. Yep, uh, breeder. Okay. Kind of a um, horse farm that, that yep, you grew up on. Yep. For, the, for the races? Quarter horses. Oh, quarter horses. Uh, okay. So, like, yeah, halter horses, barrel racing horses, and uh, show you know, western riding sort of horses. And and, and you were involved in uh, in 4-H as a kid, huh? Yeah, 4-H. Well, because you know Manny and I as kids, we were involved in H, but but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a totally different it's a, it's thing. A little bit different, but unless uh, you just add a cow. Yeah. <laughs> so so. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, tell us about the, your 4-H experience. There. So, animal husbandry, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, well, the interesting New Orleans connection mm-hmm. to where I grew up is, you know, I grew up on like about 460 acres um, just north of Picayune. And uh, growing up, people thought, oh, wow, you guys are so rich. You have all this land. But really, my father was a very charismatic um, horse trader, you know. And he was a saw filer during the day at the lumberyard. Picayune, 
Oh, sharpen the saws? Yep. Okay. And um, he answered an ad from the, the, the hikes, the doctors here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They needed somebody to manage the property. So we just, we've been the caretakers of the property, you know, kind of uh, on a verbal agreement. <laughs> that the hike family owns? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I had a dentist who was a hike. Yeah, that's, that's them. Okay. That's them. Uh, Isabel was... All right. Uh, the, the matriarch mm-hmm. and uh, George Hike. Okay. And the old house is still there. And uh, my brother, my older brother now is the caretaker of the property and still have horses and everything. But it's not, it's not quite the grandeur that it was because my dad was just really like, oh, wow, I have, all I have to do is fence this property for them and do all this. And basically we just had a free you know, no rent, no nothing. And uh, you know, I, I remember applying for college and uh, I'm like, Mom, do we rent or do we own? What do we just just mark rent? <laughs> we're, <laughs> like, we're sharecroppers. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just a, kind of odd because even to this day, pe- people from high school come to me like think that was your problem. Yeah. They right, just right, think right. that, you know. Um, OK. But yeah, that's how so you were squatters. So. Right, so. Right. 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 right so right. one of the reasons I play music and I should say this is. Mm-hmm. Isabel Hike would come out there in her Agner, you know, in her pencil skirt, and they wouldn't come into the house. They would walk around the property, survey the uh, land once a year. But she brought McKenzie donut, like a big old box of McKenzie um, pastries. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a very patriarchal situation. They liked my brother. They liked my dad. The girls, we don't know what you're going right. to do. She yeah. looks at me on the porch, and this the defining moment of when I was 16 years old. And she says to me, "You're gonna eat that last donut." <laughs> she says to me, uh, "You know how to type? You need to learn how to type." Uh, oh God! As she's giving my older brother this veterinary beautiful book because uh-huh. they want him to they put him to college and want him to be a veterinarian, you know. Uh-huh. And he didn't become a veterinarian, but he did get an animal science degree. But um, they thought uh, you should you should be a secretary. You, yeah, you learn how to type. <laughs> okay. uh, and I was just like, I was so angry, and it's been fuel my whole life. Okay. You said, type this, bitch. <laughs> well, and I did learn how to type, but uh, uh, I also, it made me uh, sort you of... You know, I had a horse. You did? Yeah, down in uh, Baja, California. Uh, my grandparents got all the grandchildren horses. I've and never yeah. been to the Baja, but I have and friends yeah. that used to live there. Yeah, near Teal, uh, near Ensenada on the coast. Nice, beautiful. Got hit by a truck, the horse. Oh, man. Oh, no. Semi truck. Oh, we had that happen growing yeah. up. Yeah, so. Uh, I, I, I've so seen now, some then After things. that, I used to just bet on horses. That's basically what okay. I did. Okay. You know, I can never O-T- get on a horse again. OTB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, so you, you didn't grow up uh, playing guitar, and in no. fact, but you, you played clarinet in the band. I know, yeah. so you you, you had uh, some musical exposure and all, but you, you didn't start playing uh, g- guitar until you were like uh, an adult, huh? So I moved here. I was about twenty five, twenty six. Huh? Now, now, what what brought you to New Orleans? Just wanted to I see the big city. Just always loved New Orleans. Like I used to, you know. You got a typing good down here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and my me and my girlfriends, you know, we we we'd back the Buick eighty eight out of the drive <laughs> and steal our mother's car and drive to New Orleans. There you go. Yeah. I know <laughs> and, that uh, I know exact you know, I know she, the exact thing. She had the parents that were always at the um 
you know, VFW, like uh-huh. dancing and juking all night. So we, we got away with a lot over there. But uh, yeah, I used to always come to New Orleans from the age of like 16. And my parents would bring us, they'd come visit, you know, New Orleans. I just was in the French Quarter one night out with my my ex. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I think... It was something about the music, and it was everywhere on the corners. And I was just like, you know what? I think I want to. I just had the thought. I was like, I think I want to play guitar and sing. You know? You like that carnival vibe down there? Yeah. <laughs> and I, of course, love to. You know, I was a big party. I was a big party animal. Okay. Uh, growing up. Sorry, mom. Now, but you, you <laughs> had had you played guitar at all at this point, or you just thought no. I'm just going to learn? No. And I ended up at wow. Fat Harry's over there on Napoleon. Was that wait? That Napoleon and St. Charles? Yeah, Fat Harry's was there. Yeah, Chris Wood, this uh, Chris Wood, I don't know if you know him. I was just at the bar, and back then, you know, you looked at the want ads, and remember the want ads? Sure, yeah, like, yeah, classifieds. <laughs> so the classifieds, I was looking at the classifieds, or somebody was, and we were at the bar, and and um, and I go, yeah, I need a guitar, I need to learn a guitar, and he, and he just goes, I teach guitar. <laughs> and the rest is history, right? He lived right behind there on Britannia. Okay. So it was just a, a block away. And, and his he still lived with his mother. Uh, and they had like a double. And he had half of it. And his mom had half of it. His father was a priest hmm. and had passed away of, um, you know, alcohol, which... Catholic priest or yeah, really? Yeah, and I can't remember the church, but it's right around there somewhere. Um, Who had a kid? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Seems weird. I was gonna say, I think they have Episcopal priests there a lot. Maybe it was, but uh, um, the pastor. Are you sure he was a priest? Maybe he was a. Maybe he was just a um, minister pastor. Maybe he was just a minister. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually. uh, I didn't think about that. Right. But um, a man of the cloth. Anyway, a man of God. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, so early on, you uh, you do get a gig on Bourbon Street, right? Is that the like the Tropical Isle or something? You're one of those places, well, or, or, or some. But you don't have to mention the place. But but I was going to say that uh, that was like boot camp for you, where because Margaritaville. I, I, oh, actually, Margaritaville. Yeah. Okay. So. Being down there doing sets yeah. every day, I know you're someone who knows a million tunes, like a yeah. million cover songs. That was kind of your mm-hmm. your training ground, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And um, I I um, I didn't, I barely knew how to play guitar, and I got that gig because I was at Patina's. I used to have open mic night on Monday night. You remember mm. that, or was it Sunday or Monday? I can't remember. Okay. But I just happened to show up at this open mic when I could. I I, I basically woodshedded for a year in my apartment just. I, everything that I ever felt came out with the when I learned three chords, and I, all the songs just kind of poured out. You started out. writing at that. I was writing immediately. Wow! And I learned four, three, four chords. I was writing. You know, I was joking the other day. I told my friend, I go, you know, I, I wrote a song called "I I Caused the Fall of Man." You know, <laughs> that was like the, that was the first. You know, they never made the album, never made the cut. You know, but um. But yeah, good title. Though. So yeah. Do you have a demo of it at least? Oh God. You probably it, remember it, huh? I don't really oh, remember okay. it. It, but it's it's the second line was, it's hard to believe that it just took one. You know, <laughs> it's going back to Adam and Eve. And uh-huh. Anyway. But, well, you, yeah. you you are a, a very prolific songwriter um, to to this day, and as long as I've been playing with you, as many songs that you've you've brought 
you've yet to bring out a bad one. <laughs> Thank which, you. Which is remarkable. I mean, uh, for somebody to, to to write as much as you do, and you don't have any weak ones. Like <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, that, nope. That's who, high can, who can do that? Thank you so much. And not only that, they're not only are they good. They're very direct. And when I, I'll say simple, but I just mean yeah. that they're not overly tricky. You don't right. have to resort to being clever about yeah. with the form because. Right. The stuff is all there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a Lucinda song. It's right. like, there it is. Oh, that, man. And you hear it and you think, oh, well, this song sounds like it was written 50 years ago or, right. or, or, you know, like it's always been there. Yeah. I just grew up loving pop music, you know. I just love, I loved radio. I loved a big range of stuff, you know. I love, but um, uh, uh, someone else has said that too. And I think, um, I self-edit though a lot. I didn't used to, but... You know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm working on that doesn't get played. Maybe there's two or three years that I'm working on it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just try to, uh, you know, I try to please myself. Right. And that's all. (laughs) Like, you know, if I can't please myself, if I can't be happy with what I'm doing, then, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've always played music for me. And uh, from the get go, I kind of, I would do some cover music. But I was also always doing my own material, too, because I felt like, well, what I'm not here to make uh, Stevie Nicks more money, you know. But, you know, I love Stevie Nicks, but I love performing original music. And Margaritaville was really good because I could barely play guitar, but I was chunking along on my bar chords, you know, because mm. I could play bar chords. And, uh, but I, I kind of learned all, of, I feel like, I learned how to entertain. I learned all of it together, not just like learning how to play really well and then going out and performing one or two gigs. I like really performed three, four, five nights a week for the first few years and I couldn't really play. So I was learning how to play better. I was learning how to sing better. And I, there's still people that come up to me and are like, haven't seen me in 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. And like people will come up now like, Wow, you've really I'm like, yeah, well, you've really you're really great. I like I you've really gotten you've worked really improved. Well yeah. You gotta I get mean, better. You probably saw me before I should have been, you know, yeah. playing I mean, out or something. Three you know? Chords yeah. and, uh, you know. Just just you hope you want uh, to be the best that you can be at what you're, you know, striving to do. So when you have high standards and you have good taste. Right. And so those things help a lot. If you if you don't have good taste, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pleasing yourself may not be sufficient, no. you know. <laughs> well, so uh, so you, you, you find a band, you, you start yeah, uh, just, r- recording uh, like the early 2000s or so, yeah. or, or uh, maybe late 90s or something. No, you just started 90, in the late 90s. 97, okay. I was playing Neutral Ground Coffee House. Okay. 98, I got the Margaritaville gig. Um, I did that for five years, and uh, let's see, ninety nine, ninety eight. We went in the stu- I went in the studio with Lynn Drury and the Drivers. Okay, so was, that was your first. Record. Which was, which was um, John Markley, and on drums and uh, Larry Hall on guitar, and these are just guys that I worked with at Bernard Productions because mm-hmm. that was my first. Um. Uh, I did. I was a secretary when okay. I moved here. I got the job at Volunteers of America, and I was a executive assistant to the CFO or whatever. And then I got. I quickly 
realize I started playing music till four in the morning and having to get up at seven and go to work, you know, didn't quite. Right. So I switched into music production. Okay. Accounting. I did accounting for Bernard Productions, okay. Sherman Bernard, Deanna Bernard. Shout out to Sherman Bernard. Yeah, you're right. Well, you know, the neutral ground is going to probably be on this street. That's what I heard. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. that they're not having to close it completely down. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they close it down at the other location, right. but it's going to probably open it here in the Clempire. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's going to be, be. If Dane uh, has his way. Oh, That's yeah. great. I'm yep. so excited about that. Yes. So, uh, but, yeah. so, so, so you, you, you start this whole recording career and, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, I feel like this 10th record, Renee, right. I just feel like I finally got what I wanted out of recording, you know, like I finally feel like there's not a lot that I want to change about it. You know what I mean? Okay. Every record to me was like, oh man, I want to do another one because I, I want to change and fix that, you know, or I, I knew where, where I wanted to be. I never really had the sound that I wanted to have, and it was such an eclectic style of, you know, it was different styles of music right. that there was never the, uh, the cohesiveness that I w was longing for, you know. But I think we got it, you know. I think we got it with this record. Yeah, I think it's a terrific record. Now, you know, you have, over the course of your recording career, you kind of switch it up pretty regularly. You use different producers. You have yeah. different... Uh, uh, yeah. recording bands yeah. uh, different settings now this is the third record I've done with you yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I may be one of the longest <laughs> lasting uh, you are <laughs> longest tenure of anybody what can I say man well, I'm, I love the way you play well, I uh, love playing with you Lynn but, you're uh, a really great singer songwriter bassist I just, there's something you intimate that I I, I, I can't I put my finger on it but I know you play more notes than it sounds like you play you know what I mean like, it doesn't sound like you are out of the you're never out of the pocket obviously but yeah, you just have a sweet well, style. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I try to be aware. You know, I'm a fan of that kind of music to yeah, begin with. Right. So I try to play like, you, you know, like Blood on the Tracks is one of my foundational oh. records, you know. Like yeah. I stole so much off of the way they those guys nice. play on that record. And, yeah, you do, for me, I just try not to step on the vocal, try to, you know, play right with you. You know, you're someone I always explain to people when they come on the band, like a drummer or somebody who's you know not played with you before i say look this is not a thing where we're going to play and lynn is going to play along with us lynn is going to play Drive. the guitar and that's exactly where this pocket is going to yeah. be she's going to put it right where she wants it yeah it's our job <laughs> to meld with her yeah in that and as long as we do that it's going to be it's going to be great yeah. and she's very specific she knows exactly it's not just a tempo thing it's a tempo and a feel at yeah. that tempo and yeah. it's like i say very specific yeah. but she's going to articulate that with her guitar playing yeah. because you are also an excellent musician even though you know you started late your yeah. your musical instincts your time your you know your the the whole way you do it the way you accompany yourself is is impeccable thank you. so thank you you know, it's yeah. Uh, timing is everything, isn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of timing, Manny, uh, it seems like it's about that time that. Uh, oh, you know, okay. We, is uh, it already? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it is. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, the troubled nation knows the drill, so we'll be right back. I've erased all of you from me. It's taken some time. All clean 
with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Yeah. I am Renee Coleman. Mm-hmm. Back with our guest, Miss Lynn Drury. Hey, hey. Now, uh, Lynn, I, I know you, you have been watching from the sidelines. Uh, what, you like that drink? I see you're making a face. <laughs> it hits the spot. It's, huh? uh, yeah, it's yeah. quite strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a <laughs> shout out to Margaret, our bartender. Yeah. She's got an excellent pouring arm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, knows the what skills. She's doing. This stuff is the, what do you want the seltzer? Me to do? Yeah, yeah. What is no, no, that in there? Because uh, I need a little, I need okay. a little flavor. A little kick. All right. So, Lynn, you're you're aware of our our, our trials and and travails with uh, the sponsorship front and uh, for the podcast I'm talking about. Oh. And so you know now yeah. we're we're back to our uh, our original model, the listener listener supported model, and uh, you know to that end we have uh, Venmo and PayPal links and the. The show notes and uh, and the the the, the uh, Facebook page and actually a couple of a uh, couple of of uh, supporters of the show I have to give a shout out to our our, our our repeating longtime supporter and listener Rob Mailer is back at it again shout out to Rob Mailer thank you for the cocktails also uh, Lawrence Gilbert shout out to Lawrence Gilbert who's uh, who's coming on strong with the nice. uh, with the support for the Trouble Men podcast. I think he might have bought a uh, Troubleman podcast T-shirt as well recently. Oh, I need one of those. So he's uh, he's well. So uh, anybody else that wants a Troubleman podcast T-shirt available in men's and women's styles and sizes, a variety of colors. Uh, the link to the the T-shirts uh, is right there in the show notes of every show, as well as the uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, the pinned Facebook page. Check that out. Uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Give us five stars. Cost you nothing. Helps us out a lot. See the uh, some dates up on the on the horizon here. I have uh, an iguanas gig at on uh, February the fourth at uh, Broadside. It's an afternoon gig, and uh, also the very next day is the uh, the annual Clash. Uh, oh. Day, which you played on oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're going to be on. I hope I'm you're going to be on, on it. this. Okay, great. That's uh, the next day. That's uh, uh, Monday, February the fifth at Chickiwawa. Oh, jeez. Be, be a great. It's coming right up. It's about yeah. uh, about uh, a week from Monday. Just about ten days the, away. Just yep. around yep. the corner. I got to start practicing. I got to start practicing too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that Tomorrow. Song. I can't remember which one I did, but you did uh, uh, Train in Vain. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a great one. Great one for you. So everybody, uh, check that out. And uh, back to uh, our guest, Ms. Lynn Drury. 
So um, we're talking about your 10th record here. It's, it's quite a lot of material to have generated over time. Now, so this 10th record, uh, really weren't sure exactly how it was going to go down, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks out. You know, you'd been working on the material and all. Um, you had uh, Dockside booked. Now, I, I had just recorded Dockside for the first time with Loose Cattle a couple of months before right. that. I think I came back raving about it. Yeah. I think that might have g given you the bug. I, or you'd wanted to, to I always there wanted already. to record there, um, you know, over, over the years. Mm -hmm. And I'd always heard how cool it was. Well, and it and you wonder, to, why is it, what's so cool about it? I, well, that's what I was like, what's so great? I, I had always heard that it used to be you couldn't, there was no Wi-Fi out there. Okay. And then nobody's phones would work, so or they didn't have reception or something. So you're isolated. That so was you're kind of isolated, okay. and you're isolated with the band, so you can kind of jam on things or, you know. Want to like kill that, each other. I, <laughs> sure. That idea to me of just the being together to, to you have an idea, and then you're right there. And, right. You know, you can... I love well, that. I love work. That's the way great records were made without all that interference. No, yeah. I mean, back in the '60s, '70s, there was no wife. Yeah, I love right. all, all of you the know? workshopping that we did before each track. I love that part of it. And now, who is you know? the producer of this record? Uh, Papa Molly is the producer. Oh, Papa Molly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. Oh uh, well, he was on. He was oh. also an early guest. Malcolm. Oh, really? Malcolm. Wellburn is his yes. name. Right? Yeah, yeah. Papa Molly was on the show. Actually, he was on the show when we had one of the uh, the microphones go out. But yeah, we got to have him back on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Malcolm was just supposed to uh, be producing. He wound up playing guitar on the whole thing, and we kind of went in with a very fresh, uh, like ad hoc approach to each song. Just like, okay, well, here's where we are. Yeah. Now, what I quickly found out the first time being at Doc's Eyes, okay, everything you play, I mean, the sound of it is going to be amazing. It's the Just amazing. coming back in, on playback. You walk into the control room yeah. and you go, fuck, man. Yeah. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. You know, that's inspiring yeah. when when you you, you do a, a yeah. couple of good takes and you hear them and you're like, oh, fuck Damn. yeah. It always sounds good in the control room. Though. But... I remember um, just having the roughs of just us four playing, and when we got the roughs back, uh, Malcolm's just like, I don't want to add anything. Right. I go, stop. <laughs> he was like, Lynn, it's just perfect the way it is. I'm like, okay, but we're going to add some stuff. <laughs> and, and we, and we know, did wind, you did wind did, up adding did, you know, some stuff, but, but, you, you, but didn't, you didn't gild the lily. You know? No, you, uh, you, no. You, and I've always kind of aired, even the record that you and I produced, um, we kind of air on the side of less is more, you know? Well, sure. want to showcase, you know, the yeah. songs, your voice. Uh, yeah. I, th I think uh, all along we, we, we managed to have different uh, orchestral elements mm -hmm. here and there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, while, while retaining that, that central. Yeah. You know, so you actually have a, a trademarked sound. I mean, literally trademarked because uh, you, oh. you have a... Yes, a I do. Nola Americana, <laughs> which you have trademarked. I went ahead and trademarked it quite <laughs> a few years ago, so... And tell people what that is. Well, I, I guess being in New Orleans and, like, uh, kind of coming up on country music, I don't know. I just, I think uh, I forged the sound because of New Orleans, because of being immersed here. 
And I felt like there's other singer-songwriters, too, that are funky singer-song. You know, we have a groove, and it might be right. country, and it might be a little bit rock and roll or whatever, but... It's, sort of it's, sort of Americana coming Ameri- out of the New Orleans uh, crucible. Right, exactly. And so I just thought it was special, you know, and I thought also no one's... No one can describe me. No one's been able. Every genre, de, you know, no genre defying, right? It's right. Not, nobody can kind of pinpoint me. And actually, I did a, I did another uh, interview yesterday for for the upcoming release, and it's going to air, you know, whenever. But in April, mm-hmm. and he said the same thing. He's like, you can't really peg you, you know, in a in a genre, and you know, and so that's why I kind of Nola Americana to me. It's just like, well, this this says it all. New Orleans Amer- Americana, and it can be, you know, I mean, you know, it's, I, it's a wide, it's an open can. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah. so, so you you have this record, terrific record in the can. You have a, a, a schedule for uh, you know rolling the thing out. You are we put the first uh, single. Uh, which is a terrific it was the last song that we cut of the session and it was almost kind of like a toss off it was almost like a, I a know. Lark. well you were still record I mean still writing stuff right and I was trying session. to finish I was trying to finish the little lyrics which you know if I had my druthers I you know but whatever it came out the way it did and and uh, it's quite fun, you know. Right, and you can really hear that in the you, recording. In fact, the, the the vocal, most of your vocals on this record were live. the live vocals we Those did. Those were live, yeah. We did uh, in the, the original recording. And it's really one of my favorite moments where you see, you're in the second verse of the song, uh, Live My Life, you go, and I don't have any words that go right, right here. here. That's yeah. okay. And then you <laughs> laugh. And it's, it's so such a pure, you know, uh, you, genuine moment. Yeah, actually, I was gonna. That was placeholder lyrics, right? Uh-huh. You know how you go in. You're yeah, like, right, okay, I'm gonna right, change right. this. I'm gonna get inspired, and I'm gonna write a better line. And uh, I sent it to Chris Pilant and Sarah, uh-huh. and uh, they're li- out in Florida, right? My old drummer. And uh, and Chris texted me back. He's like, actually, Sarah loves that line. Yeah. And I, so I just kept it because of Sarah and Chris. I kept it. No, I love it too. And no. uh, and I was like, all right, well, that's what it is, you know. Yeah. So who's the record company that's releasing this record? <sighs> well, it was it was uh, it was uh, sponsored or or underwritten yeah. by uh, uh, Roxy. What is that? Uh, CSB Roxy uh, Music. CSB Roxy yep. Music. Big shout out to Roxy and, and um, the Threadhead Cultural and the Threadhead Foundation. Cultural Foundation gave me. Uh, the initial grant to get get it get in there and, and pay for the studio and stuff, but Roxy helped me finish it. Yeah. So it's kind of on like a co-label of that uh, release of those two. Sure. Uh, imprints. Sure. I mean, Threadhead but kind of basically independent. Um, right. But uh, we're welcoming offers, <laughs> Manny. So will I be able to go to the record store and get it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You know, I heard uh, speak non sequitur, but mm-hmm. uh, Euclid Records is in my neighborhood. Uh huh. We were there the other day, and then I heard that um, Elvis Costello was there. Yeah, yeah, he talked. He mentioned yeah. it in the in the, in the uh, on, at the on the show. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm maybe do an in store there. That would be fun, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I we were talking to some people. There's interest in the record. You know, we have some. Uh, some people are sniffing around. Yeah, some record they're, companies they're, are they're getting excited yep. about the record. Yep. So uh, we may have some some news at some point. Yes, uh, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Nice, nice. 
And uh, actually, we have the the second single is is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, but so I don't know it, when this will air. This will come out a week from today, so it okay. will have been out. And it, that is Love Bomb. Love Bomb, yeah. Okay, came out really good. Yes. And uh, the yeah, so that, that that's that'll be out uh, by the time this airs, and um, really just. And, and now, and now, in, in in the news and things, I'm hearing about love bombing and right and in like different, you know, like oh maybe this is a good time for it, you know. But yeah, I thought it, I thought that song came out really good, and yeah. I, I'm sure people know what love bombing is. And well, they they will soon know know what it is <laughs> if, they, if they don't. Now, so just uh, as all this is happening. Uh, mm. you we we played a gig and at uh, the the <laughs> the first single release party at at yep. the Maple Leaf yep. great gig there yep. had, have uh, John Fall playing guitar in the band now yep. Eric Boulevard playing drums yeah. I'm still I'm I'm still hanging in on the bass chair You're still there <laughs> um, and so we had a great gig and then sh- maybe the next weekend or something you played another gig with uh with uh, your one of your other groups you play with sh- uh, Shantytown, Shantytown Underground Papa Molly's other right you're the singer in that I'm band I'm a singer one in that singers. band yeah and y'all were playing and uh, at the end of the night you're walking off stage and you f- wind up f- taking a fall yeah. and breaking your yeah. shoulder in three yeah. pa- places yeah. huh yeah so still recovering from that and that kind of threw the wrench in the hole Sequence. So you got it? I got what? The painkillers, baby. Come oh, yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. Share, share I needed them. I needed them. Yeah, uh, I, bet I you needed did. them uh, a lot. But now, you know, I'm kind of, uh, it's two months. Uh, that happened uh, late November. Yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate, crazy. I've never broken a bone in my life. You know well, how I many, was going to ask you. You know how many that, horses I've bought I was going to ask you with all that uh, 4 H stuff and barrel I've racing, oh, you never hurt yourself? I have. I mean, I mean, you never broke a bone before. Crazy, amazing. I mean, you know, our family, we didn't. It, you didn't go to the. Didn't go to the doctor. You didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> you went to the veterinarian. You might have yeah. needed to. Uh, actually, they called my dad Doctory, you know, because he would, he would do all the things that the vet would do for other people in the neighborhood, and and he wouldn't charge as much. Uh, just, <laughs> he just, knew how just to do it. Give you a stick to bite on while, while you while and he knew how to warm, it out. He knew yeah. how to warm them and all that and, uh-huh. and stick the thing down there, you know. Right. So the painkillers, did you smoke any of them? Have you... Is that possible? Anything's possible in a pipe. <laughs> you can smoke anything in a pipe. Okay. Well. You can smoke crack, oh my weed, God. coke. I used to smoke quaaludes in a pipe Nuh-uh. back in the 80s. Yes, I did. I heard about Quaaludes. Yeah. Oh, they were good. Oh, I heard I heard about them. That was oh, yeah, before yeah. my time, I guess. You yeah. could smoke them in a pipe. No, I, I did not smoke any of the pain pills. Um, oh. I did take them and then... Um, but you were a good girl about it. You absolutely. took them as much as you needed. Because I, I asked you... Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, all of my people were concerned about me this late in life getting hooked on... Bait yeah, bills yeah, 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 yeah. and oxy. So uh, I think Darby came over. Oh, okay, all the Darby dope, came over. All the dope fiends came over. All the dope fiends came over. And don't, were, don't follow our, don't, our example. Yeah. He's like, here's a here's a big thing of, of a nerve blocker, so you don't have to take those oxys, you know. Oh, and, good for uh, him, man. Yeah, he's like, he yeah, I don't want you to get hooked on uh, oxy. <laughs> and my, even my mom, you know, she she broke her wrist like I don't know last year, early, you know. And so it, I had some of her. 
pain pills too, which I never take. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so yeah, I quit taking those a few weeks ago. Right. right. Um, now, but I still have pain. So, but yeah, I'm just feeling right. it. Well, pain is part of life. You yeah. know, it's like uh, I heard this guy talking. I know it. I heard this guy. <laughs> this guy talking. He's talking about his his uh, his growing up with his mother, and he he said he told her, "Mom, I have a headache." And she goes, what, you think you're the only one with pain? <laughs> he said, I never, never mentioned having a headache again. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'll just keep it to myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, 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 I must have a really high pain threshold. Yeah. You know, and I think to I put do. up with me all this time? Okay. You must. <laughs> exactly. I just can't quit you, Renee. Uh, here you I baby. don't know. I mean, it's, it's a two-way street. <laughs> Well, well, so so uh, having this this shoulder break, you must have felt very uh, you know helpless. But all of your friends swooped oh in gosh. right away. Yeah, right. You had yeah. people coming over to vacuum your house, <laughs> coming over to cook for you. Yeah, like boys, I mean, girls. I, uh, I still have food in the freezer, you know, uh, of people bringing food and. Maybe they were coming over for the painkillers. Maybe so. Maybe <laughs> well, so. I have one friend that, that comes over for the painkillers. Okay. But we, I had to kick him out the other day. We know so. who that is. Yeah, right? We know who that is. I've been identified. The emotional journey, you know, that you go through is happening to me. Like, I, I felt helpless. I've, I, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to be a different person coming out of this, you know. Hmm. And I already am because because now I, I used to be, I think, I've always been kind of eager, you know, to... Be nice or be pleasing, and that—that's over, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> that's over. Of course, some that was over for me when I was twelve. Yeah, yeah. So you're, get, you're getting <laughs> to some Manny Chevrolet territory yeah. there. Um, but yeah, just uh, uh, you know, taking stock in myself is just kind of like it's just an eye opener. I don't know. I've right. never been laid up like that for so long and been helpless like that for so. I have never ever broke. Never, never. Never. Never been incapacitated. Never been incapacitated, and um, but it's 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 a beautiful thing, you know. It's I'm coming out feeling like uh, you know, feeling better for it, and uh, kind of like a new. It's I have a a new path, you know, kind of for music and. So in the aftermath of, of this, as you're starting it to, uh, you know. Put it back together. Everybody's taking care of you. You're, you know, you're licking your wounds. Uh, this benefit, uh, Lenefit, oh, as we as, as we started referring to it, gets organized by Sam Price. Shout out to Sam Price. Shout out. Um, some friend of yours in the neighborhood, bass player around town. He he, uh, organize takes the lead in organizing. This benefit where you'll get all the he gets all the not you yeah uh, he gets all these musicians to uh, to play a show at the broadside doing all of your songs yeah what a awesome experience I felt like I had died yeah <laughs> I literally your, felt like I was memorial. yeah I'm at my own <laughs> memorial yeah and uh, well the fun, one of the funniest. It was beautiful, right? Right, and and you I was to, like, you must have been tearing up through the whole. I was, the whole night, I was. Right? Of course, you know, I think I was. You on were pain. on a lot of pain yeah. pills, so <laughs> your, your emotions are kind of. <laughs> At that point, <laughs> it was a month in, and stunted. I was still kind of scared anyone was going to touch my arm or whatever. Right, but, right. Um, uh, yeah, it was great, and uh, so I, 
I, I miss the first part of Alex's um, shout out to Alex McMurray because he won for the award that I was up for last night at the Off the okay. Awards. Now, did you um, see? I, I backed Alex up on on his songs uh, on the the Lana Fit that night. You did, yeah, yeah. Now I was standing right behind him when he did his little spiel. Yeah, did you catch that? I didn't, but someone okay. told me about it. That's yeah, what yeah, I was so, just about to say. Yeah, yeah. all right. So I, I love this. This is classic Alex. Classic. So Alex is up there. He goes up. He goes, yeah, yeah. I'm here for uh, for Lindra. You know, uh, she broke her shoulder. You know, I know how that is. Uh, happened to me a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if you, any of y'all remember that. I broke my shoulder. Uh, and he goes, uh, no, nobody did no. one of these for me. Nobody did one of these for me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, fuck yes, Alex. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking uh, two days before. I was thinking, well, I know nobody would do one of these for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's no question. It's like this. And, you know, uh, not, not that I would want anybody to. And I'm sure you didn't either, yeah. really. But. I mean, how well, you know, twenty-five how, years of being nice, you know, that's well, what it'll get you. <laughs> and and again, a lot of love for Lynn Drury and your yeah. music, and yeah. and I mean, and I think people were shocked because they just kept coming up to me, going, "What? I can you believe this, Lynn?" Like they were shocked too. And at the, at the level at of the talent, le- how yeah. many people? How many people showed Marcia up? Ball, Marsha Ball, Marsha Ball stays know. in town to, to come and play a few numbers. I George know. Porter shows up and plays where I they're know. at. It's really beautiful and. It made me feel, you know, that's what New Orleans does to you, though. Just when you think you're like an outsider and no one loves you and you're like, oh, why am I in this town? And then this town does stuff like that. And you're like, I can never leave this town. (laughs) I'm never going to leave you, New Orleans, ever. And your people. All right. (laughs) Nice. You know? Yeah, Lynn. Yeah, it's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. So So that was a beautiful night. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I was literally... I was stuck glued to the music all night standing there and people just kept coming up to me and you know and it just it was just amazing it was almost like I needed you know I needed that you know I needed to know that it meant something that I'm here doing music and yeah, it had to be so gratifying yeah, to, you know, really, to, like really had that was. not happened, you wouldn't have had an opportunity for all these people to go, oh no, we love Lynn. Yeah, we'll, you right, know. right, right. I'm, so, I'm such a workhorse, you know, I'm, I'm so strong. I, no broken bones, no, no, I don't, you know, I'm not going to cry, you know, little things happen and blah, blah, blah. You right. Know, I'm not. <laughs> right. But this was a big thing and, and it's, it's kind of nice to feel loved and appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. By your peers and so many talented people, it was really beautiful. Yeah, no. Well, don't yeah. break another bone because I don't think it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't push it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then I thought, well, maybe we should have a yearly benefit, right? And uh, and help help someone else pay it forward. Okay. You know? All right. Um, let's think about that. Right? Okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> or just. Yeah, no, I like it. Except uh, next time, I want to back you up. I don't don't have all those people. (laughs) We could we could have them all play with us or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I I I loved hearing uh, you know the the, the different people have their interpretations and uh, you know putting their personal spin on on your music. Well, it shows you again how universal these songs are. How. Uh, you know, these are songs that can be played by anybody, and yeah. they're 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 that compliment. they're that uh, transcendent. You know? Yeah, it's not just something that works for you. Well, you know, um, the next day I had a lot of my fans um, text me, and they were like, "Who did City Life? Mm-hmm. Who was the guy?" 
And I'm like, oh, you don't know Alex McMurray? Like, you know, it's, it's hard to believe people are in this town that don't know. Like, for well, me, he's yeah. one of my, you know, I used to follow him around uh, in the early days and take my little notebook, and he inspired me so much. So all my early songs were, some of them, like Blackberry Winter, inspired while watching him play, you okay. know? So, I, you know, yeah. yeah. If I'm going to lose to somebody, it might as well be him, I guess. <laughs> Al- Alex is very talented. Yeah, very, super, very, super talented. Yeah, just, talented just ask him. Yeah, no, just no. He'll tell you all the time. <laughs> no, no, he's, that's no. not actually how he is. No, he, he's, he's a very self-deprecating yeah. character. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a beautiful moment. Right on. So uh, so now you're you're kind of getting better uh, inch by inch. Uh, the the doctors have said you should go ahead and start trying to play. Yep. I know you started yep. doing that, but but it's very difficult. We uh, we're we're, we're going to do a rehearsal this week. See how yeah. that goes. See how it goes. See how your stamina is. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what I'm worried about. Right. And I've been playing in in the house, you know, a little bit here and there, and uh, it's coming it's coming back. It's funny though the muscle memory. Like, yeah, I play acoustic guitar, so it's it's wide, right? So that movement of opening my arm is the very painful. To, to, to get over the body to, of the to guitar. To get over the body of the guitar is mm-hmm. super painful. But once I'm there, then I'm kind of like, my muscle memory is like, I, I always rested my arm on the guitar, but for some reason, exactly how I used to do it is not... It'll come back. It's it, got to come in, back, in, right? In, That's worrying. In, in twenty minutes of playing with the band, you're you're because gonna you're just gonna realize, oh, I'm doing it the way yeah, I always did. Yeah, because at some you'll point, you'll be screaming while you're doing yeah. it. Well, inside you may be. At some yeah. point, now I'm having to actually rest my forearm on the guitar, and I'm just strumming. Whereas uh-huh. normally it was there. But you'd, you'd move from the elbow more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's you're it's gonna, a learning process. Yeah, well, you know, it'll relearning process. I should right, say. Right, right, right. Well, you know, a little bit of like, how did I do this? Why can't I remember this? Like, anxiety. There's some anxiety there, but sure, uh, I think sure. it'll. I hope it all comes back together. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you got a long future. This is only yeah. only the middle here. Right. Yay. So you have uh, French Quarter Fest and yes. Jazz Fest booked. Yes. The record is going to be coming out. The record's going to come out. And, you know, that all got delayed because I couldn't do much. And, right. And even now I'm, I've started to book out, and uh, it's kind of uh, stressful. But, you know, I got promo coming out early April, and I'm doing promo and all that for the record on the next month. And... Uh, so, so if it's the kinda, record's ready, why are you waiting till April? Because I want it to be properly promoted. Okay. And uh, so, you know. You can't do that till April. No. Uh, I mean, you're promoting it right now. They're doing it a run-up to the April release. So oh, okay. we'll, it'll be promoted um, February, March, uh-huh. leading up. It'll be heavily promoted. And so. then released right before festival season, you know, right exactly. at the beginning of festival season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think I'm supposed to announce um, 
You don't have to announce anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't want to. But no, no, no. I think French Quarter Fest told me not to say anything until whatever okay. February. Maybe it'll be right on time. I can I can take that part out if you want, but uh, I don't think they'll care. I don't think I, they I think care. everybody knows. No <laughs> one listens to this show anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Greg anyway, Schatz will give yeah. us a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Greg Schatz. We Greg love Schatz. You. Schatzy. Schatzy. Um, yeah, so we're going to be at French Quarter Fest, <laughs> Jazz Fest. Okay. And, um, uh, shut and up. then, oh, uh, Maple Leaf <laughs> Maple Leaf release party April 13th. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. I and, won't uh, be there. I have it in my but calendar. It's I at will, 8 o'clock. I will be there. I have okay. it in my you calendar. You will be there. Yes. I'll be there. It's with, 8 o'clock. It should on. be fun. I'll be in bed by He'll 8 be, o'clock. Yeah, you are not in bed by 8 o'clock. Yes, I usually You're going to miss a great show. Well, I don't really care for music much anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you might be a little bit more agreeable if you listen to music. Yeah. Uh, I he doesn't. He's not interested. I'm in not that. interested. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's happy. Okay. Where he's happy the way he is. Yeah. I'm <laughs> happy the way why? 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 Why mess yeah. with perfection? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. Got a successful. Uh, music used to mean a lot to me. It just doesn't mean that much to me anymore. It's just I hear so, you. It's different yeah. phases in life. Yeah. You know? I, not, just, I don't really care. Yeah. For yeah. Music. I mean, I fear. It's so loud. Yeah. You it's know, true. It's so loud. <laughs> it's true. I fear that that's And then you're happening. always cry. You go out to a place that's always so crowded with people and you have to touch them and bump mm. into them and stuff. I don't like that part. Yeah, I don't like that either. You know, yeah. I don't like that if either. If I can't be VIP, you know, what's well, the point? I just don't care for it. But you, get, you have a good show. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it'll be. Yeah, good. yeah, it'll yeah. be a great yeah. night. Yeah, what is that? Uh, April thirteenth. April thirteenth. Maple Leaf. Eight p.m. Uh, so 8 it's just a night where you just listen to the record. You don't play it. No, no, we'll be playing the, the oh. whole record. Because you say it's a, a record listening live. party. It'll yeah. be a release. Yeah, it'll be a release yeah. gig. Uh, okay. The release show. So you, like we'll have the uh, physical copies products there, yeah, there yeah. to oh, just sell and get you know or give away or whatever. Now material. Merch like T-shirts and stuff. Oh yeah. I got oh, okay. I got new T-shirts too. Really? Oh good, good. Because look, yeah. I, I have the uh, the current t- or the, yeah the uh, yeah the last record yeah. T-shirt on. I, I love this T-shirt. Nice, got yeah. The, uh, Dancing in the kitchen. Dancing in the kitchen. All right, well, uh, it's getting crowded in here. It I, is. I think uh, think we've uh, we have a podcast. I think yeah. we have it. Thank, thank you very you. much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks thank so you, much, Renee. Len. It's great to have you back thank, on. You know, thank you, Manny. Uh, um, thank y'all so much. I had a wonderful time. Excellent. And as always, in the Troubled Men podcast, in the Troubled Nation, we'd like to say, trouble never ends. But, Lynn, the struggle continues. Good night. Continues. Good night. I don't want to live my life inside. I don't want to live my life inside of shell. It's so hard to think about it. I don't wanna live my life inside I don't wanna live my life in front of a screen It's just so hard One day you're gonna realize That up means down
So 